I think there's something deep within us that needs to to cheer, that needs to celebrate, or really to worship. Uh, I think it's kind of it's written into our DNA. This deep need to praise, uh, even though we live in a, uh, I mean, a seriously irreligious, uh, seemingly irreligious uh, age. Um, all all you have to do is go to a, a hockey game. Um, and see the way that, that people celebrate and cheer. They paint themselves up uh, and they yearn to celebrate a, a victory. Well, maybe don't go to a Canucks game, but um, if that's what you're looking for. Um, but, but you just go to these events and you see that it is a religious act of worship. Uh, go to a Seahawks game uh, or, or even go to a concert and see the way that people will worship the performer on the stage and when this, their favorite song is played, the tears that well in their eyes. We, we deeply long to connect, to celebrate, to, to, to rejoice and cheer um, in those kind of moments. There's something wired into us. Uh, in 2016, um, the Cubs victory parade, uh, there were over 5 million people gathered to celebrate the Chicago Cubs. Uh, after a, a century of futility, they finally won the World Series. Five million people. It was the, uh, the seventh largest gathering of human beings in history. Seventh largest gathering ever was to celebrate the Cubs. And, and up higher on the list even than that is uh, the, the, the Russian celebration they have every year, this giant parade to celebrate their victory uh, over, over uh, Germany in World War II. Um, 12 million people gather and celebrate. There's something deep within us that longs um, to rejoice, that longs to celebrate. Um, we were made to worship, um, but the question is, what do we worship? Is it trivial things like uh, sports or, or the arts or, or, or our kids? Is, is, it, is it small things or do we celebrate larger things, eternal things? Isaac Watts, who was a prolific hymn writer in 1719, decided that he wanted to write a book of poetry. And one particular he wanted to write was, um, was on Psalm 98, a psalm calling people to rejoice. It was, it, it was calling the Israelites to rejoice, to celebrate, to cheer for what God has done and to remember his power and his victory. So Psalm 98, oh, sing to the Lord a new song. So the psalmist is calling people to sing. Hey, sing this out, cheer, celebrate, rejoice. Sing to the Lord a new song for he's done marvelous things and his right hand and his holy arm have worked salvation for him. Calling the people um, to rejoice in the marvelous things that God has done. The Lord has made known his salvation. He has revealed his righteousness in the sight of the nations. He has remembered his steadfast love and faithfulness to the house of Israel. And all the ends of the earth have seen the salvation of our God. He's probably referring there um, to the Exodus where God has called the people. He's pulled them out of slavery. He's brought victory. These, these slaves over the, the most powerful nation in the world uh, in Egypt. And, and to remember that. And again, to celebrate, to cheer, to rejoice. Make a joyful noise to the Lord, all the earth. Break forth into joyous song and sing praises. Sing praises to the Lord with the lyre, with the lyre and the sound of the melody. With trumpets and the sound of the horn, make a joyful noise before the King, the Lord. 
Um, and so it's this, uh, this, this call to let your praises ring out, to, to take that, that energy, that yearnful energy we have to celebrate, to cheer, and, and to put it on the eternal and to put it onto God and, and, and rejoice in what He has done in eternity. Let the sea roar and all that fills it, the world and those who dwell in it. Let the rivers clap their hands. Let the hills sing for joy together before the Lord He comes. To judge the earth, He will judge the world with righteousness and the people with equity. Uh, it's this image of, of creation uh, longing also to sing, to rejoice, to worship. Uh, it brings to memory uh, as well what Paul says in Romans 8, where he says that the, 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 the earth is groaning, creation is groaning for the day of its redemption, that, that it also is singing in its praises to God as well. Um, and so, so he wrote a, a poem, Isaac Watts wrote a poem on this hymn, and it sort of stayed for, the, for his lifespan. It, it stayed in this book of poetry until in 1836 it was discovered and it was put to music. Um, the, the song that was written, the hymn that was written, was released um, at Christmas time, even though the amount of Christmas imagery was perhaps minimal, but it was released at Christmas time and became a Christmas tradition. The psalm being Joy to the World. Joy to the world, the Lord has come. Let earth receive her king. Let every heart prepare him room in heaven and nature sing. And heaven and nature sing. And heaven and nature sing. Uh, so in that first verse, we do have the, these, these little Christmas illustrations of, of the Lord coming to earth. The, the let earth receive her king that's been incarnated. Uh, let every heart prepare him room. Again, an image to the inn, that there was no room for Jesus in the inn, so he's born in the stable. So there's some of that imagery. But again, going back to Psalm 98, it's heaven and nature. Creation is singing. Creation is, is worshiping. It's cheering for what God has done. Um, a lot of other Christmas hymns and songs are about the moment, right? That moment in the manger, the, what it would be like at that time. And this is written more in, in the present tense, where we are today looking back on what God has done and celebrating, remembering, rejoicing in the work that He has accomplished. Verse 2, Joy to the world, the Savior reigns. Let men their songs employ. While fields and floods, rocks, hills and plains repeat the sounding joy, Repeat the sounding joy. Repeat the sounding joy. Um, uh, the, the God is, is in control, that Jesus is reigning, that Jesus is currently on the throne of the universe. And it brings to mind as well what Jesus says in Luke uh, 1940, where he says that even if people couldn't sing, that the rocks themselves would cry out in praise. Um, verse 3. No more let sins and sorrows grow, nor thorns infest the ground. He comes to make his blessings flow far as the curse is found. Far as the curse is found. Far as, far as the curse is found. Um, th there's an illustration here back to Genesis chapter 3 where there's the fall and the curses come in and the thorns that, that, that are part of the curse on the ground that becomes work uh, and sweat of our brow that will work the ground. Um, and, and so in the midst of the curse, even in the midst of the moment, we see that, that God is reigning, that, there's, 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 that He's on the throne, that we can rejoice and we can worship because the blessings flow even to us now. And then verse 4, He rules the world with truth and grace and makes the nations prove the glories of His righteousness and wonders of His love and wonders of His love and wonders, wonders of His love. 
Um, all the nations are being drawn, and again, it, it, it harks back to what we saw on Monday, that this fulfillment of, of the promised Abraham, that, uh, that the covenant blessings would go to all nations, and through Jesus, all nations have been blessed, and we as Gentiles have been brought in, um, and worship is rising from around the globe. Um, and so Joy to the World is unique because it, it, it focuses on the present and the reality of, of who God is, what God has done, and what God is doing right now. Uh, and it fixes our joy in that victory of Jesus um, and, and, and in the hope that Jesus will return in truth and in grace. And so um, like a victory parade, we have this hymn of celebration of basking in the joy of who Jesus is and what he's done um, what he is doing currently, the blessings he pours into our lives, and what he promises to do, the hope that we have in the future when Jesus returns. And so our joy is this, this celebration, this song. Uh, and, and just as the psalmist in Psalm 98 is calling the people to rejoice, to celebrate, joy to the world is also calling us to join in this celebration of, 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 of that resounding need for us to sing and to celebrate victory and saying, look, we have victory. We have more uh, than anything else to celebrate in, in Jesus himself and him sitting on the throne, the victory we have over sin and the curse. Uh, and death itself. And so, uh, as you sing a joy to the world, as I'm sure you will, uh, this Christmas season, uh, keep that in mind, uh, this song of victory. Have a great day.